Hello there, and welcome to the Crystal Clear Watchmaking Podcast. I'm your host, Luke, here with my co-host, Jay. How you doing, Jay? Uh, not bad. Just um, glad to, we haven't done one of these in a while, huh? Yeah, and I thought, you know, maybe we'd talk about some of these new watches that are being released. But as a warning, we're not going to talk about all of them. Uh, not every single watch that's been released in Watches and Wonders. Just, just some of the ones that pique my interest. I don't know if I like the Zoom, like, watch releases. Yeah. I tried to watch one of... Uh, All Logins on are released a little bit of their own stuff on their own YouTube, um, talking about different stuff that they had released and whatnot outside uh-huh. of Watches and Wonders, just like, let's talk with some people in All and Zana. Right. And... They had so much like grainy audio, bad levels and stuff <laughs> that I was just like, this is unwatchable. I just turned it off. <laughs> mm. like, a topic that I'm very interested in generally, but yeah, my that's gosh. kind of uh, not on par with like a big watchmaker, like, you know, like, you know, to have like crappy, you know, presentation like that. Yeah, and I just feel like this whole last year I've seen so many crappy Zoom everythings. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of it. So, um, back to Watches and Wonders. Is this normally a big watch release? Like, if it was, like, is it an annual? Of, like, because it's my first time here, like, seeing so many watches released under it. It's usually... Right, um, this feels like the first, like, really big yeah, one because, yeah. you know, they kind of just... I mean, they started a little while ago, but it took until Baselworld, like, self-imploded before they got all these new members. Yeah, because Baselworld is... So I feel like that's what's happened. ...is usually the big boy, right, in terms of releases. Yeah, they're actually rebranding. We should talk about it sometime. They've got, like, a new name or something. I don't don't know. This this almost seems like Baselworld release type, like, type of releases, like, with the the, the number of releases and names and stuff like that. So, and Basel World will never be that way anymore. It'll be the, the little boy in the, <laughs> in the playground. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about these first. Okay. Um, Cartier released some new tanks, and okay. I want your first impressions before I stand on my soapbox about it. <laughs> uh. The. Cartier's always kind of, to me, been uh, very different. Like, their their, their signature rectangular square shape is, they've always had that, right? So, yeah, I think if you're into that, I think these are are nice looking. They're they're very simple. I mean, I'm not a fan of Cartier, but I do see, like, they are, like, very popular. Um, Like, I I see, you see them in movies a lot, um, just a lot of mm-hmm. people wearing them so i'm not a fan but i could i do like the simplistic kind of clean look they have that 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 always is a plus for me so i would say i would give a thumbs up on these just looking at them just purely on appearance yeah normally i wouldn't even talk about these watches because i care so little mm-hmm. but i feel like this is vindicating what i've talked about before on the show and therefore okay. it's relevant <laughs> okay um this reminds me of our episode about um how to save the watch industry 
Um, mm. This has got that minimalist design, and this feels like something that, you know, somebody in their, you know, 20s or whatever could wear. You could see this on Instagram on some girl's wrist. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah. very marketable. But to, to your point on that, it, it's got to be cheap. I mean, in price, you know, like you can't charge super high prices and expect it to be accessible. Yeah, so, it is quartz. So okay, okay, okay. So yeah, it should be should yeah, be the cheaper. Price is, the price hasn't been announced as far as I know, but it can't be that high for a quartz watch that's just a plain yeah. dial. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's what I'm saying is that it's got to it's got to hit that price point for in order to get you know get, in, get into the masses. I, I think. Yeah, and it is, it's not real croc, it's faux croc, as far as I can tell from these <laughs> images, which should bring the price down there, too. So, in my mind, I can't imagine these being more than just, like, maybe a couple hundred dollars or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would three, say... Maybe three or four, but some, like, so starting out in life person could buy one. So, you don't see it being a grand? No. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Cartier. quartz in steel on just Faux. a regular leather strap. Yeah, but it's Cartier. Yeah. So I would say over under is a thousand. Yeah, I'm. I'll be very interesting. I'll be very interested in seeing how much they cost. Um, but definitely, this is sort of what I wanted to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. so so let me ask you this: Would you be disappointed in the price if it's closer to a thousand? I think to really do what I'm asking for, it needs to be five hundred or right. less. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Price if is it is a thousand, big... it's too much. Okay. Okay. Well, we should circle back on this. Yes, I do want I'm... to circle back on this, but it just reminded me of that um, whole discussion. So I thought, okay, yeah. I thought this one was worth taking a quick peek at. Um, and then just while we're looking at... Um, or you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to skip around. I'm going to skip around. Okay. Um, next, um, we're going to look at the new Black Bay 58s. Yeah, I, that was one of the first things I saw when I saw the releases. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, I'm just going to post both of them to you. And, you know, there's going to be a little bit more clicking and... In typing in this episode, I'm just leaving it in. Normally, I go crazy trying to get rid of it, but since we're looking at all these different pages, you know, yeah, it's just not reasonable for me to try to go after all of it. Right. So here's the two. Let's talk about the one in gold first. Okay. Um, that's first. Yeah, that's I guess just one. your initial impressions. My, my initial. So I have to say first say that. I've got bias because I own a Black Bay 58, the original one. So mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of that color, that gold color, like in really anything besides maybe, you know, a, a Rolex Datejust. That's the only kind of watch I would could see because it's so iconic in gold. Um, so I'm not a fan of the color and especially that price. Like, yeah, I'm... Like I'm a fan so you're of saying you're just 50. not a gold watch guy in general. Yes, I, that that 
And so, what if it's something like a Patek or, you know, one of the companies that's been using gold for a couple hundred years or whatever, then, then are you okay with gold or are you just not gold ever? No, even in a Patek, to me, the Patek needs to look like the Nautilus, which I don't even know if that comes in gold. <laughs> and so, uh, it does. Yeah. Okay. So, but it doesn't I mean, matter cause you can't get it in any metal that you, <laughs> that you <yeah>. tried. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing about gold going back to our, way back into our like materials episode it's softer right yeah. than stainless steel so that would always be on the back of my mind as well but i could see you know gold has always been dating back in history as one of the most desirable precious metals i mean it's you know it's gold so mm-hmm. that's why it's so expensive so i mean not a fan so that's my quick thoughts on the new gold one yeah and you know what? It occurs to me that we we broke our promise and we didn't actually describe the tanks. The mm-hmm. tanks are just little Cartier tanks with flat dials, just a single color, no other markings but the word Cartier and Swiss made, and then a leather strap that matches the color of the dial. And that's it. Yeah, it's very so simple. It, it, like a pastel it does colors. have fashion watch vibes. Now, this one is basically a Black Bay 58 the bezel and dial are kind of like i don't know how you'd call it like let's let's say shrek green shrek green um which is not a very flattering description (laughs) but yeah but yeah and then everything else is gold now i have to say i agree with you um in the sense that i think that the original black bay 58 looks better than this um, yeah, I'm just looking at it now, and and, and the and the minute markers they're white, so that kind of looks clashy too, because that's the only white part. And then you got green and you got gold, so it's like you mean the the indices are white. The, yeah, the at the, the the five minute indices. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean the hands are too. What color would you want them to be if they were a different color? But the hands are kind of like more of a. They don't look to they be look the same a little, white. They look slightly more cream. Than yeah, the see that cream in this picture. looks better to me because that goes more with the gold, whereas the indices are white, white. But yeah, and I wonder if that's just because this is a render or not. Could be, yeah. It definitely looks more creamy that the hands, which is yeah, which to me looks better. Now, to me, I don't even care about the watch. Uh, the front, I care about the back. Yeah. Flip through the images. Are you seeing yeah. what I'm seeing? And that and that applies to both of the new black bays. This one and the and the other one. Yeah. So they've got they've got exhibition case backs. What yeah. I've been saying needs to be in like every watch. It's coming. It's like people were listening to my <laughs> vid, our, our podcast before. Um, so so okay. So two thoughts on the exhibition case back. One. And, and 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 I'm normally a fan of exhibition case back, but the way they did it here, I'm not because of two things. I mean, okay, one, it makes the watch thicker, right? I think it makes it a couple millimeters thicker just to make it not a couple, maybe a fraction of a millimeter, like max. Okay, it's I was. Not, reading... It doesn't make it thicker, really. Okay, let's see. Yeah, you're right. It makes it. So I'm I'm reading here a thick twelve point seven millimeters versus eleven point nine millimeters, so less than a millimeter thicker. Yeah. Okay. That's so not that's bad. not a big deal. But the thing is, 
this movement doesn't really like yes yes you know, i totally okay, agree with okay you. so you know where i'm going okay <laughs> yeah yeah rolex always has these like like kind of unfinished i would call them unfinished movements you know like boring They'll just like brush them or whatever yeah so yeah i think that they do not fit so well um if Tudor's gonna start doing exhibition case backs awesome um they just need to level up their finishing game just a little bit. They don't need to do a 360 finishing type thing where even the wheels you can't see are finished, blah, blah, blah. But it needs something there. We need some Geneva stripes. We need yeah, we need something. something. Yeah. This is just I, flat I, metal that's been brushed. You know what I just thought of? Um, and, and you tell me what your thoughts on this are. And I don't know if it's been done before, but... Um, you know what would be cool is if they sold an expiration case back for, like, the older Black Bay 50. Like, just, you know, just the case back. Well, couldn't that be possible? Like, I mean, as there's a, no kind of like an accessory, couldn't. right? There's no reason you couldn't. Other than, I feel like, from the customer service side of things, it would be a pain. Because when the customer takes off that case back, he might scratch his watch. If he's a dumb person, lots of customers are stupid. And oh then, no, no no! But I I would personally, if that was available, and I were to do it, I would bring it to an authorized like, to a tutor. Yeah, if they made it only at authorized dealers, that might that, be that'd be interesting. Like just and, and not just fifty eights, but like as an industry wide thing. Like oh, we sell this uh, accessory if you want case back, like exhibition case back. That is a pretty crazy idea. <laughs> I. I don't know that. I mean, I kind of like it because I do want more things to have exhibition case backs, but I feel like it is a little bit removed from my main thrust of the argument because I want people to fall in love with the mechanics because they have an exhibition case back. Somebody who goes to an AD and gets the case back switched is already like so deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I just feel like it's like an extra you know bit of a revenue stream like something you could offer customers but yes yeah. now how do you feel about the brown bay 58 or or whatever this next one is the nine two um, black bay 58925 so this is basically a black bay 58 in silver it is just it's like a brownish gray is yeah. the color for the dial and bezel See, I like this better than the gold one. It's it's almost like the price is better. <laughs> yeah, the price is more in line with like just the original Black Bay Fifty. Like this is more like you know along the same lines as it's just 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 like a different color, basically, and an exhibition case. But I I like this one. I mean, I would yeah. I would I like like you know I'm more of a fan. I'm more of a bracelet guy. But yeah. this is this is a nice color. I just looking at it. I have a feeling there'll be another release where they just put these on bracelets. Yeah, because it is a <laughs> like there's no case. doubt in my mind. Yeah. But yeah. Interestingly, I still think this one is worse than the original Black Bay fifty eight. <laughs> okay, so excluding the gold, how would you rank the three there's I basically there's basically three Black Bay fifty eights now. Right. I guess I'd go original blue and then gray okay it's getting worse over time that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but if we included the gold 
I assume gold is a yeah, but the gold is a completely different price category. But okay, yeah, I was gonna say, being agnostic about price, Mm -hmm. if we were including the gold one, then Mm -hmm. I'd go original, then gold, then blue and gray. Okay, so okay, so you're definitely more of a fan of the gold than I am, but way more than you are, it seems. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to bring these up, not just because it's a new Black Bay 58, which is worth just talking about for a moment, but because people are listening to me (laughs) for saving the industry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, the Black Bay 58, I mean, again, I have bias, but it seems to be like a big point of discussion amongst watches nowadays. It's it's a very popular model, so. Yeah, yeah. And Tudor obviously Um, recognizes that they keep coming out with new ones. Mm-hmm. And then while we're talking um, about Tudor, we might as well move on to Rolex, right? Um, <laughs> so interestingly, isn't it interesting? The last time we did this was Rolex-only releases, and they have even new and more, more releases now from here. Yeah, but all their release. Okay, well, we'll just talk about it. Okay. So first they released the Explorer um, right. in 36 millimeters. Um, so we've got a shrunk down Explorer. I like that. You know, it's just an old school, um, size, which is great. Um, it doesn't matter because you'll never be able to buy one anyway. You know, as we've are, talked about. Are you about, talking about so. the two-tone one? The, the two-tone the... and, and so they released the Explorer in 36 millimeters and they released a two-tone version of the same thing. Yeah, and so, they released like that throwback polar, that Arctic one. So, which one are we talking about? Okay, here I'll send you a link here. Let me check this out. I don't know. This is something different, and I feel like this is one of the. I feel like you only feel like this is a throwback because we just don't talk about Rolex that much, um, and. <laughs> This is like a, I feel like the Explorer 2 is a bit of a, like, okay, so, ugly so duckling type situation. Well, it's very popular. I mean, in, in uh, like, it's a popular model in resale, like on the yeah. used market. So let's just, okay, so Explorer, all I'm going to say about that is 36 millimeters. I like that. I'll never be able to afford it. Even if I did afford it, I probably wouldn't buy one because i'm not that big of a rolex fan anyway even if it is an okay release um the two-tone i hate the two-tone i yeah i'm not a fan of it either um (laughs) there's really not much to say here it's what we had it's now been shrunk i like that it's been shrunk does it matter no because you'll never get a steel uh rolex from the ad anyway yeah I, i i i agree with you i like that they shrunk um, and then if we're talking about the Explorer 2, um, so the Explorer 2 has been around for a while. They've been releasing it for a while. I feel like it doesn't get much interest because other Explorer watches, namely the, uh, I feel like even the Oyster Perpetual, but like the Sub, the Deep Sea, um, the Explorer and the Oyster Perpetual, I feel like people see more. They've been releasing this the whole time. Uh-huh. But I I don't know if the Explorer 2 is just because it's got... I find the bezel to be, like, thick 
It just looks thick and kind of like a little ugly. <laughs> I don't know. I've never liked the look of the Explorer 2. Well, it looks so different than the nor than the break the, the than the first explorer yeah yeah, yeah that's so. another thing it's kind of weird that they put it in the same line yeah um but and that's an old decision so don't we don't have to rehash it much but the explorer 2 basically they just updated the movement like they've been doing in in a lot of uh rolex watches and other than that it looks almost completely identical so, i think a lot of people including me are fans of the white face i mean that's really cool i think yeah i could see that yeah liking the white face i don't know why the bezel throws me off so much it just does (laughs) i don't know Um, i think i look i think now that you pointed it out yeah it looks big but it just it's it's not bad to me I, i like how would you feel about the bezel if the numbers were loomed so they were white instead no then i think it's too much white because there's just already so much white so um but i mean I, without seeing it you know this is without seeing it so without seeing just, a render and yeah because yeah. i mean maybe they could make it look nice it is rolex but i like the way it is looking now that's fair um again this one is almost identical to the to the previous iteration it's not really a new watch it's just got uh an updated movement and that's essentially it there's not really yep. much to talk about 70 hour power reserve and again you'll probably never be able to buy one so yeah all right done with rolex (laughs) (laughs) next um next uh the geiger la culture or whatever their website is literally unusable so i'm just going to send you the hodinky one um (laughs) which just makes me sad that their website is so ridiculous um but here we've got a ultra complicated reverso. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> what What are your just initial impre- impressions? Just as soon as you look at it. Okay, so my ve- I'm glad you asked that. My very first impression or curiosity is how much does something like this cost? <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's what my number one impression. Is that because it looks good, or what is that? Because because it, it looks like it could be very expensive. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Okay, price. Do you know how much this costs? No, I assume I have to scroll down to the bottom. Okay, okay, just it? don't just guess first. <sighs> there is a lot going on here, and it and it's the first time that they've used, to my knowledge. They use the case of the reverso, like the thing that holds the part that flips back and forth. Yes. That yes. is now mechanized and has complications in it. I don't even know how it works. Does it steal power from the main right. bit? Um, how does that work? Yeah. Literally no idea. Um, but it is incredible. Um, what I'm seeing is that there's a limited edition of 10. Yeah. Um, so, so just so, looking at the images and stuff, it's got a lot of complications. It's got a totally new way of using the backside of it. I mean, if you look at it, the amount of like engraving and stuff on this, this takes like yeah, I would say like insane. a year of like multiple craftsmen's time. I'm just gonna guess a solid million. Yeah, you're close. It's one point three euros. So that's a, a year is worth more than a. 
US dollar, right? So it's at least 1.3 US. So it's 1.3 million? Euros, yeah. Yeah. That's a good guess. Thank you. That's, that's <laughs> one, and a half, one and a half million. I just looked up the conversion. Yeah, and I would explain, is there just a list of the complications somewhere in this article? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Okay. Yes, there is. Okay. At the um, end, I think. No, it's actually pretty close to the top. So okay. there is a instantaneous change perpetual calendar, um, flying turbion, um, and then jumping hour, um, minute repeater, uh, De- dead time avoidance system. Yeah, that's just a safety system. Uh, so that you don't like use the perpetual calendar while it's moving over stuff like that. I don't know which which complication it's a safety system for, but I don't really count that as a complication, really. Okay. Um, but yeah, it looks like. Yeah. Okay. I can see myself that there's a moon phase and there's a like. Uh, title thing, and I mean, it, there's just a stupid amount of complications. No, on look, this thing. look, scroll to the bo- near the bottom of that Houdinki article. Oh, is before, there a list? Yeah, before you get to the comments, there's like an italic text. Oh, okay. And then and then gives you breaks it down by face, which okay. You see? Yeah, I was just looking at the pictures and just telling yeah. you what was on it let's see what it says here so we got a one minute turbion which is just a standard one uh instantaneous instantaneous perpetual calendar um then we've got a the jumping hours like i said we got the minute repeater um we've got a triple moon phase display as i was saying one of them's title one of them is showing you what the moon phase looks like and one is showing like its distance from the from the from the horizon, I think, or something like that. So, so that's what you, you synodic, anonymalistic, and draconic mean. Yeah, frankly, okay. though, <laughs> I don't know. Do those like change based on where you are on the on the planet? Like as far as its distance from the from the horizon and stuff. I, I, I guess it has no to. idea. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. The back is See, a face too. Yeah, yeah. Like that is the amazing thing is how <laughs> do they get the power? How do they get the power yeah. into the case from the main the Well, main it's spring? it's it's got to be in, in in on that pivot point, right? That's the only part that's touching. Yeah, I think that's what they would have to use cuz they can't use magnets or anything cuz that would mess up the timing. Um, really pretty crazy. Uh, but I think actually something that I think nobody will really talk about, but is pretty darn interesting. So it's got an integrated corrector mechanism. So you can input the number of days since the la- the watch was last worn, and then you put it in a in the box that has the number of days, and then the box will just manipulate the watch to automatically bring it to um, current. Oh, so it so it needs that special box to do it. Like, how does that work? Well, you could use. I think you could use the pushers just standardly. But if mm. you don't know how to like set your perpetual calendar and so on and so forth, you could just set the number of days it's off. 
put it in the box, the box does everything, and then you pick it up and it's it's current. Hmm. Pretty crazy. It's this this is insane watch. I mean, it doesn't even look that bad. Like, I mean, a lot of million dollar watches look like million dollar watches, you know. Whereas yeah, this is, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, you know, yeah, where it just it just starts looking dumb and like yeah, crowded and stuff. Over the top, this thing yeah. actually looks good. Mm-hmm. Like the back of the watch looks extremely sexy. Um, yeah. With the moon phase and like constellation thing, I mean the whole thing looks actually awesome. Yeah, it looks like I would never have thought it was a million dollar watch, but like just looking at it, I mean, you know, you'd have to know that all this that it's a reverso and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean when I'm looking at it, and I, I mean you can see the mechanism that spins up for the chiming and stuff. I mean, me personally looking at it with like a little bit of watchmakery bits, I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> this is gonna be ex- expensive. Yeah. But it actually looks pretty darn cool. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I give me this too. watch. I mean, as far as a reverso goes, I give this watch a nine point nine out of ten. Wow, that's that's high. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I've ever, ever seen that many reversos. I mean, I, I'm, now I'm assuming all reversos are super expensive. Well, kind of. I mean, none of them are bargain basement. <laughs> but some of them, I mean, you can buy the old old style where it's just like a single face with just right. a time-only watch. I mean, man that it is, is a nice watch i mean it's nothing we'll ever see but like in real life like own or anything but yeah you have to you have to be the saudi prince that gets like, i mean there's a chance to buy it <laughs> there's only 10 of them worldwide so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they're already spoken for by the time that we're recording <laughs> yeah all right next Whew. here's an exciting watch jk not exciting um (laughs) i saw this yeah yeah so uh patek philippe um they did a couple of releases but pretty much the only one the only real release was they did a 5711a uh which has been the iconic 5711a yeah yeah it's been discontinued uh they're they're doing a new nautilus now that isn't the 5711A, but they decided after discontinuing to just throw out one more. Yeah. <laughs> one more, even after announcing it. So, yeah, now you can get the Nautilus in green. Yeah. Wow. That's I it. Mean, <laughs> I mean, nothing a, else to say. Yeah, I mean, as you as you know, the 5711 blue, the discontinued one, it was like my dream watch. And so... How do you I'm not feel a fan about of... this versus blue? No, I I, I like blue. It's, but it seems to me green is like the new in color now. Like everything's green, yeah. you know? So I'm a fan of the blue. Blue just goes with steel better to me. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is a 5711A. So if someone were to offer this to me, I'd buy it. But, you know, I'm just a fan of the blue more. I, I, this is yeah. going to be, you know... I'm pretty sure that's going to follow the same trajectory of the blue one. It's going to be impossible to find and go up in value hugely. Oh, I think it's going to cost three times as much as the blue one. 
Yeah. Because sure. this isn't this is a limited edition and the blue one has been in production oh. for a while. Yeah. This yeah. is go- going to be discontinued after this. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, it doesn't and, matter. None of us are ever going to own one. <laughs> yeah. And green seems to be popular, so people must want green, so Yeah. Yeah. Now here comes maybe what I consider the funniest release in my opinion. <laughs> um with Panerai. Uh <laughs> Did you see this already? No. Okay, let me explain. This is a Panerai Luminor. The standard case, nothing new or interesting is happening here. Um I they do have a better website than a lot of places. Uh <laughs> It'll be $8,500, so it's not unobtainium. You'll probably be able to go to NEAD and just pick one up. Uh-huh. And basically, there's been a few things released by them, but the main thing that they're talking about is E-Steel, which <laughs> the little thing kind of looks Internet Explorer-y to me. Uh, yeah, it does, which is not I good. think that looks... Pretty lame, especially because it's the only where only place on the entire watch that they're using this teal. If like the seconds hand had this teal on it or something, it, maybe yeah. have a theme going on. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, it just sticks out like a, a sore thumb. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Seiko X yeah. Extreme. <laughs> I hate that. Crap. Yeah. Now we've got the Panerai E. Um, did, did no and, one in their meetings say, hey, this kind of looks like the Internet Explorer thing turned a little bit? <laughs> like, yeah. So I think the way that they wrote it on the website, like capital E steel, all in the same. Like if you just look at the product name, yeah, I think that should be how they wrote it on the watch. But that would um, be too, that would be too obvious. They had to make some stupid little symbol. Yeah, so... Here's what I think about this. To me, uh, they don't even need the E-Steel part. Just put Panerai there. Yeah. Well, the E-Steel thing... Here, here's what I think about it, okay? So E-Steel, okay? <laughs> it's not like the um, the Rolex uh, 904 steel or whatever. Um, E-Steel is just recycled steel. Okay. Um. To me, I'm extremely unimpressed by that. Um, to, to, like, to me, like metal is metal. Whether it's like whether you like if you melt it down, then it just becomes the same. Like I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not a chemist, but it just seems to me that one of the main properties of metal is that it can be it's malleable when it's melted. So. Yeah. Well, we have lots of recycled metal products in our life, like. Um, Aluminum cans get recycled, yeah. you know, glass is extremely recyclable. Um, so, you know, we've got, I mean, I could go pull a diet uh, Mountain Dew out of my fridge right now and drink <laughs> it, and I'd be having some e-aluminum. In fact, let me do that. Quick break. Let me go grab. Let me go grab. Okay. And I'm back. I'm back. Taking a seat. Let me open this incredible e-aluminum can right there. Ooh. Right in the it. mic. Did that sound good? Interesting segue there. 
Mountain Dew, the drink of gamers. Okay, but more seriously, um, I am so unimpressed. This might be the most unimpressive, like, environmental thing that I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't care at all. You know, the final, like, medal on the watch is almost none of the, like, pollution, whatever, that your plant produces, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not, like, the the whole, like, environmental footprint of the plant doesn't change whatsoever just because you bring in this e-steel. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just so unimpressed. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this just feels like something that people buy to make themselves feel like they're good people, you know? Yeah. It's pretty like, this like... is my it's like three ounces or or whatever of recycled steel. Like I'm yeah. so unimpressed. If you just recycled more day to day in your in your day to day life, you'd be doing a better thing for the environment, you know? Yeah. It's like I, I don't even know why you have to call that out. I mean no like it's it, it's purely marketing. But yeah, it shouldn't be on the dial. If Panerai wanted to do a thing where just as a brand they were having this sort of this sort of push, just make it part of the whole brand, not individual models. Have it yeah. on your about section, put it in your commercials or whatever. But don't put E Steel on the watch. I do not give even the tiniest little shit about that. Yeah, and and like just like. If you do at least for the love of God, make the logo look a little better, and and, and why is the S in steel like uppercase? It's, it's or if steel. you're gonna do this stupid E steel, E steel, how about you engrave it on the steel on the back? <laughs> yeah, at least put there, it on the back so people can't see it. But yeah, that would be more reasonable. It would be on the steel itself. I'd like that more. Um, but yeah, this is really unimpressive. This just feels like. Something that very very rich people buy to make themselves feel like they are more environmentally conscious conscious while you know taking a transatlantic flight and you know burning up jet fuel. That's what this feels like to me. I kind of hate it. I kind of just hate it, really. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Panerai's because they you know they have the little bulge on the side. That's their main you know calling card. I'm not a fan of that anyway. So. Uh, well, yeah, but, that's polarizing. Some people like it. Some people don't. I don't begrudge people that like the cases of Panerai. They're yeah, very polarizing. Either. But but this whole E-Steel thing, yeah. But people, yeah. yeah. People who say, ooh, but I've got E-Steel watch. Now those people. Yeah. And, and, and are they kind of like hinting at Blue Steel from that movie with Ben Stiller? What, what, what is that? There's like... I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, what is that Ben Stiller movie where he's like it's 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 a uh, um the, he he's like a model um and then they have mm. the book called Blue Steel. I know what you're talking about. Yes, oh, yes. Fuck, what's it called? Where he's a male model. Yeah, yeah. Oh but my it's, god, it's that a is such a funny movie. movie. I forget what it's Zoolander. called. Zoolander. Zoolander. That's it. Yeah, and there's like a Blue Steel look. You know. Yeah, well, all of his looks look the same. He's got yeah. one that's like a magnum fire yeah. or something. I don't remember. Yeah. That is a hilarious movie. Um, 
Okay, uh, so that's it for Panerai. <laughs> Moving on. I thought we'd talk about IWC next. Okay. They did something I approve of, uh, which is basically they took their big pilot, which has been 46 millimeters. They moved it down to um, 43 millimeters. I like that. Yeah, right direction. For me, though, okay. I don't want to get picky, okay? But to me, it's like, just give the whole range. You know what I'm saying? Like, 43 is still kind of big. Just yeah, do 41. Is, just do 40. Is called, 40, 41. It is, it is called the big pilot. So, I mean, I was never a fan of them because they always seem big. But it would just seem counterintuitive to make the big pilot super small, right? Okay, 41 so that you're over that mental 40 number. <laughs> yeah. I would just prefer just 41. Anyone yeah. who... Anyone who's like, oh my gosh, it's 43 now? Now I'm kind of interested. Those people would be even more interested if it was just 41. Yeah. I don't think 3 millimeters is enough, <laughs> in my opinion. Come on. Or 42. 42. Just give me the 42 to say it's oh, it's a little bit bigger than the new Rolexes. <laughs> it's big. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. I... Yeah. I, I I applaud them for going smaller in the first place. So it is a step in the right direction. Maybe they'll go smaller if the if, yeah. if they see it's in it's another in demand. Yeah, five to ten years or whatever. Um, to be to note, they're still keeping the forty six around. So they just said, "Hey, okay, we're doing forty three two now." Yeah, I'm fine with it. I like it. I like more choices. It's the exact same big pilot um, as always. It's the Flieger Type A dial type thing going on. Yeah. Um, no problem with it. No problem with it at all. Uh, I just think it's weird that they shaved off only three millimeters. Like, if you're going to go smaller, just do it. Well, you know? <laughs> I mean, it is hard to go smaller than it is to go bigger. I mean, you've got to shrink stuff, which is always harder than fitting, you know, than having a bigger case to work with. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you go bigger, you don't necessarily need a new movement. But if you go smaller, you might actually need a new movement. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would. Okay, at least forty-two. Like, why forty-three? <laughs> Just do forty-two and forty-eight. How do, yeah, how do you feel about that? Forty-three is a weird number. I agree. But they've all uh, big pilots always like been unconventional, sort of to me. So sure, it, like like not you know in a movement sense, but just the way they look, you know. See, I would I would think it would be a <laughs> Here's what I would have liked for this release. I would have liked a 42 and then also the original 55 millimeter. 55. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that's like the World War II size, right? Well, if you're talking about 55, I mean, there's a big improvement over 55. And they just would not make in my dream release here, I would have them they just wouldn't make many 55s cuz I feel like they shouldn't expect much high demand, but it would be more more fun slash funny for it to to move up to. Yeah, for sure. But it um, is like it's good they're shrinking down and they kept they didn't go crazy with any kind of design changes, so that's cool. And blue, which I like. Yeah, they've got a few colors, right? I know black, yes. They've got black and blue for sure. See, like going back to the the nautilus how can you go wrong with blue on steel it looks so nice to me <laughs> you're just real into that actually you know what they've got 
Is that a quick release strap that they've got on there? I can't actually tell. I'm trying to look. When you're like near the top and you're scrolling down, you see the back of the watch. It kind of looks quick release. I wonder if you like pull this up and move it to the side or anything. Oh Can't yeah, tell. quick change strap. Oh, there you go. That's new. I like that. So yeah, it's just a new size. I don't think we need to go crazy on it, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, no complaints. And I like their movement too. It's very pretty. And it's got a uh, exhibition case back, so yeah. See, that's the that kind of movement you should exhibition case back, not the Tudor one. <laughs> yeah, but presumably they're gonna they're gonna step it up. There are some. I've heard of companies. I was talking to a guy that sells industrial lasers, uh-huh. like you know, million dollar laser engraving machines. He said that they were they had sold some lasers to companies that made watches yeah to make geneva stripes Uh but with a laser instead of doing the traditional uh method interesting that seems like something that tudor could adapt you know it seems like something that they would do you know it needs to have some industrial way of applying it but yeah they need to make it look more interesting yeah yeah the big pilot i give this release an eight out of ten yeah, I I mean I I would give it like a six just because I'm not a fan of Big Pilot, but I just it, it's good. Well, how do you how do you give it as an IWC release? Oh, okay, yeah, then I'd give it like an eight. Yeah, something like that. I'm just trying to be fair to them, like just yeah. like the uh, JLC. I'm giving it as like a JLC. Yeah, you know yeah. I haven't I haven't rated all of them. Uh, I going back, I give the Rolex. Uh, a three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> they of didn't Rolex. do much. We didn't even talk about the Oyster Perpetual they released. That has some like palm leaves on the dial that were laser cut. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, the new Nautilus. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten just to not hurt your feelings. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm gonna give that like a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't really actually do much. No. Uh, the Panerai, I give a 1 out of 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Panerai is just, yeah, that that whole E-Steel thing. I mean, we we went on about that, but that thing ruins yeah. it for me. Yeah, the and I only don't go to the 0 out of 10 because when you're when you're selecting the number of stars, it, the minimum is 1. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> How about the Cartier? The Cartier tanks, I actually am going to give a very respectable, well, it depends on the price. Yeah, right. We don't know the price. If, if I'm right and it's like 500 or less, then I'm giving it a strong 8 out of 10. Okay. And I if, feel it's, like they're, they're if going it's closer the right to 1,000? If it's closer to 1,000, then I give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Big, that's a big, big dependency on price. Yeah. Well, also because a thousand for a quartz watch, it's just—I <laughs> don't yeah. care what your brand name is. But it's a new release, so. Yeah, um, and then for the Black Bay Fifty Eights, um, let's say that the original Black Bay Fifty Eight is a nine or nine point five. I feel like it's an almost perfect watch. I actually really like that watch. Yeah. Um, if that were the case, then I would give the gold one. A seven. And yeah, I, I think give, I'm with you. 
Yeah, I'd give the gray one, I guess, like a 5.5. I assume you'd give it a little bit above a 7 since you yeah. like it more than the Yeah, I'd the give gold. it more above, uh, definitely above. I'd give it a 7. But I, I'm like I said, I'm really interested to see what it would look like on a bracelet. I think it would lend itself looking really nice on a bracelet, but... That's fair. I feel like they're just going to be saving the bracelet for just, like, another, like, mini-release, kind of like Rolex does. They yeah. take, you yeah. know, they are Rolex's little boy, so yeah, I have a feeling that they'll do that. I, I, I just don't get, like, I, I, I feel like Rolex is using Tudor to prototype, like, newer designs because it's, like, they're shrinking, you know, the the whole reason why the Vibe Fifty Eight is so popular is because of the size of the case, but the the, the you know the the Rolex is like the subs are going up in size, so it's like, yeah, why not? Like you know, I don't know. Now here's one that actually I want to say this was talked about before Watches and Wonders, like a little bit before, but I'm not sure. You know, maybe time is dilating in my mind, but. This is the Big Pilot Shock Absorber XPL. Um, I don't know it's, what the XPL is. It's, it's almost uh, like they, they took cues from a G-Shock. This thing actually, incredibly, this is a mechanical watch, and it actually shits on the G-Shock. Oh, really? Yeah, this thing can take 30,000 Gs of acceleration. I just think by its very 30, nature... 30,000? Yeah, but... But it, it's it's mechanical after all. There's moving parts, so it, I, I just feel like in just just because of that, a quartz or something with less moving parts would be more can be more susceptible to shock. But no, apparently not. Huh. They like they made the the movement more thin, mm-hmm. okay, and and more lightweight, so like the G's would affect it less, and then. This, like, spring that's, like, floating, holding it, like, floating in the case mm-hmm. is, like, this new, insane, uh, what is it called? It, you know what it reminds Ceritanium me of? Ceritanium is what they're saying, but... It, it reminds me of, uh, of, uh, image stabilization. Uh, in cameras, it's, it's, the lens is sometimes, like... On a, I don't even know what it's called. It's like on almost like a spring, a counter spring. So when you move, when you have little vibrations, it it counters the shaking or blurriness by moving the lens in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. Image stabilization. Yeah, and and so the movement, as we were saying, it's not made out of like brass, like a standard um, watch movement. It's made out of uh, an aluminum alloy and stuff. Interesting. But yeah, this thing, I think, would would do drop, teps, drop tests better than a G-Shock. And not only does it do it better than G-Shock, you get the nice, you know, uh, mechanical movement type way of interacting sure. with it. Of course. I mean... And unlike a G-Shock, which in 20 years, the, like, resin case gets all, like... It starts like breaking apart, and it's just like old plastic. Yeah, <laughs> this one won't do that. The one thing that I saw, I was listening to some like, I don't know, podcast or something where 
one of the people from IWC was talking about it. I don't remember. Uh-huh. But they were saying about how they did such a good job because the crown, the stem can move so that when the movement moves, the it doesn't like have any problem interacting with the case. It's still floating, you know? Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, because you'd have to take that into account. But we already saw that. That's the thing. We saw that in that Bugatti watch that had like springs. You remember? Yeah. It had like, yeah. uh, what was like automotive springs suspension yeah. in the case. Yeah, and but I'd much rather have crown this crown thing. Like that. Yeah. What? I'd much rather have this. This looks so much more classier <laughs> than that. You'd rather have this? I'd rather have the Bugatti watch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to press the button and make the engine go burr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Okay, that's it for IWC. Let's talk longa. Okay? Yep. Um, here, I'll send you a little link here. So... Of one of your favorite brands. Yeah, and, you know, I figured we'd pretty much just talk about the first one. Okay. Um, they released some other things. Uh, it doesn't really matter. The first one's the one that's the one, in my opinion. Which is that they released a perpetual calendar um, uh-huh. for the Longa one. Right. And the awesome thing about it is, it doesn't look like a perpetual calendar. It doesn't have like all the unnecessary, like, oh, what month is it? I don't know. <laughs> Let me look at my watch. I don't know. You know? Yeah. yeah, you know what month it is, dude. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I feel like it did the perpetual calendar thing very, very subtly, which I approve of. Uh-huh. The month is just a rotating, a thin, that's the important part. Thin rotating ring on the outside. Yeah. And then it's just got an indicator at six that points to the month, you know, that it currently is. And then right above that indicator, which I feel is so well um, integrated, is the current year um, in the four year cycle. Yeah. And then, of course, it's got the big date like the uh, Longa one has, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a perpetual calendar done in a very not obnoxious way. I kind of love the way that this one's set up. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel it's very on brand. It looks really nice. I like I like the darker tones. Mm-hmm. And almost like a rose gold kind of case. It's I uh, yeah. I mean Yeah, I definitely call it rose gold. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean it's like you know, it looks like, like I said, it looks like a typical Alexandra, but it's just, you know, more, more, more modern, I'd say, with the colors. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, you know, I just feel like any, any stupid moronic company these days can make a perpetual calendar that's got, like, the three registers that looks chronography and you can't read anything. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's really impressive is when you make a perpetual calendar like this, where... The data's all there, it's all legible, and it's all out of the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I really appreciate this one. Um, so yeah, for people for people who don't know what the long <laughs> uh, one looks like, that is hard to explain. Um, uh-huh. if, you have, if you've never even seen one before, I won't be able to really describe it. But if you know what the base looks like, then you can just imagine that there's just a date ring going around the outside and then um, where they've got the uh, 
They've had like a power reserve on the side a lot before. Um, where they normally would put the power reserve, they made that into a day indicator, which is pretty slick. And then the date indicator is where it always is. Yeah. I think it looks good. Um, interestingly, even though the Longa 1 is like the Longa model that, you know, everything sort of flows from, hmm. I actually am not a huge fan of it just as far as all of the things that you could buy from all long and Zana. Yeah. I'd buy something else. But if you like that line, this is a very yeah. nice addition to that line. Yeah. All right. And then Oris. We'll do Oris. We're jumping way down in price now. <laughs> uh, let me... I saw this one, too. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about here? Um... Or actually, I should have probably sent you this. Here, I'll send you another link. Um, basically, we know about, we've talked about before, the new Oris um, caliber that I yeah, said, but... okay, now they're just going to like put this caliber in a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, I'm actually most interested in this caliber having a like slight modification when it ends up in the pointer date. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. Um, but yeah, they released an Aquas Pro. Um, it's like very black. Looks like a big, like a diver. It almost looks like that with that uh, face, like one of the Seiko divers. Hmm. But, um, I see what you're saying because the bezel looks like not as. Yeah. It looks kind of SKX-ish in some of their pictures because the bezel doesn't look like it slopes down in these pictures. It almost yeah. looks like it slopes in. Yeah. But it does slope down, just not by much. It, it's nice. It's a big, chunky boy, but it's nice. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's another one of those releases that I just rate as fine. You know, it's yeah. fine. It's, it's um, I, I would say it's like on brand with them. Yeah, I give this a 6 out of 10. They're just putting the new... Th- the new thing in the new watches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of Oris watches and I feel like the price is a little high. But I mean, that's just mm-hmm. again, I was I feel like a lot of the Oris prices are You high, could get so. a Black Bay for that. Yeah. <laughs> I would get the Black Bay 58 instead of this thing. Yeah. And since I just randomly started rating things in the middle of the episode, I give the longer release a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I give an 8 out of 10. I mean, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. The thing is, all of the Longas are very nice. So if you're comparing it to its brethren... Yeah. Okay, you've convinced me. 7.5. I'll move up a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) But, you know, just all their things are very nice. It's another very nice Longa one. But I know you're more critical. Like, Longa is like your brand. Like, I know you like that brand a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And then, lastly, I wanted to look at Vacheron because they made this watch, and I'm trying to find it on their terrible, terrible website. <laughs> Just almost all of these brands have awful websites. <laughs> um, uh, it is the Le Cabinotier. I see it. I see it. I just have to look for the vertical. Turn me on. 
Yeah. So they're calling it, okay, so it's a two-axis tourbillon. So it's vertical, and then it just, ro- the vertical tourbillon <laughs> rotates around. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those, like, mega watches that you'll never see. It's not even like, it's not even like a Nautilus, where you'll never be able to buy one. This one, right. you'll never be able to see one. Yeah. Um, you don't own enough oil rigs to have <laughs> <laughs> seen this, to be in the same room with this watch. Um, and basically, the only thing that I, when I looked at it, I, I just it just jumped out in my mind, is um, just because Jorn uh, produces uh, a vertical tourbillon. Right. And I was like, wow, when you, I feel like Jorn has made it now that Vacheron kind of stole his idea. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they basically took Jorn's vertical tourbillon and then they just made it spin. Right. You know, 360. So that's the first thing that I thought. Um, basically, watches and wonders, you know, Vacheron. Congratulations to Jorn. I'm not congratulating Vacheron. I'm congratulating Jorn because his watch idea has now been taken by Vacheron. And to get Vacheron to copy you, you have to have done something pretty epic. Yeah. And then the other thing that they released, um, they released a few things, really. Um, Let's just talk about... Okay, they did another overseas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Done with that. <laughs> I don't know. These these things that it's just another version of the same thing that they've been releasing forever doesn't excite me ever. <laughs> um, so here we've got the um, the Vacheron Constantin American 1921. America! That's the whole reason we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that offset. That's cool. Yeah, so if you don't know this one, basically the idea was is this is when cars were starting to become a thing, people were driving <laughs> around in cars. So you'd put your hands, you know, 10 and 2 on the car, and then uh, your watch would be interesting. rotated automatically for you to be reading it while your hands were on that big old school wheel, right? Cool. That's interesting. I like that it comes in a 36 millimeter. Yeah, so it's like kind of an it's kind of like an old school um, watch. You tell me which one you like best. So you know where you see the three all next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just like the 36 because it's 36. I mean, that's just smaller. That's the one you like the best. Okay, yeah. so let me describe this to people. So basically, it's got like a cushion case type setup, um, and then it's actually got the crown on the basically two o'clock uh corner of the cushion case and right. then the whole thing is rotated so that the 12 is next to that crown and the whole dial is rotated that many degrees i'd say maybe the whole dial is rotated 30 degrees uh 40, 45 degrees 40 degrees maybe right but anyway whole dial is rotated it's pretty unique um the thing to note is that one of these is not like the other, and that one of these has um, platinum applied indices. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I could tell you the thing that I find weird about this watch, which is not the case with the historical watch, okay? Because uh-huh. um, if you scroll down, you can see a picture of the historical watch in gold. Yeah. Um, you'll notice that the 60 is directly up where the 12 is. You see that? Yeah. It's all lined up on the dial. If you look at the new ones, the 60 is going straight up. Yeah. The whole gimmick here is that the dial is rotated, and then the subseconds <laughs> isn't rotated. Yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel it's like a little off, you know? Like Yeah, why... I do not like that. I do not I like mean... that even a little tiny bit. But they had to have done that on purpose. So. I mean, it's hard to see how such a long production time item could have a mistake like that that's actually a mistake and not what they intended to so do. you're saying it's a mistake i'm saying it's not a mistake they just made a bad decision okay they should have had it rotated with the rest of the dial it doesn't make any sense i don't know i i i you're right it doesn't make sense in a practical sense but in design wise i think it looks good because it I, okay, I don't want to say it looks good. I, I just it breaks up the whole. It's forgivable or something. It's it it just it just you know, it, it's too much if there was all that angle, you know. So I feel like to have <laughs> so like when you element. look at a normal watch with subseconds, you're like, man, the fact that the the top of the subseconds lines up with the rest of the watch, it's terrible. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> no, but that's because it's a normal. Like that's because that's just a normal watch right like everything's lined up on a normal watch but this one you know they changed something so yeah i don't want to explain it it's like yeah the other thing that i find odd i like the one that you like if you look at the one in platinum you'll see that the subseconds register is still that frosted color yeah just like the rest of the dial whereas if you look at the one on the left the subseconds dial is sunburst and the rest of the dial is frosted i like that um gives it just breaks up the dial makes it a little more interesting i actually find that the limited edition platinum one is less interesting yeah what do you think uh yeah i like the frosted dial one um where it's all frosted i think that looks cool hmm I, well, and I, I like, guess that's why there's 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 different consumers, different people think different things. We'll just have I to think it looks more disagree. stealth, especially how like the numbers are like frosted too, so it's almost like it's like blended in. I like that. And the probably the strangest thing about these watches is that if you look at the sub the second sub dial, on all three of them have different text. Yeah. Like the one the third one, all the way on the right, has the finest text, which I like the most. But yeah, all three just, of them have yeah. different, different like, thicknesses. font thicknesses. Yeah, but that's the same it's font. Weird. It's just the thickness is different. Yeah, yeah. And I like the blue dial of the sub-second hands on the one I like, the frosted one. Yeah. Overall, I give this release. Because they already had these watches already available... These are just new models of the same watch. Yeah. I give it a 
four out of ten. You can't have that subdial misaligned. Wow, that that really bothers you, huh? I'd give it like a I'd give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten? Okay. Yeah. That is fine. I will I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see if we've got prices on these. See if you're if you're paying the money. See, I feel like if you're paying thirty thousand dollars, it should be aligned. It is yes, thirty thousand. You're right. And that's why it has to be a four. Solid four in my book. <laughs> All right, onwards. The last watch we're going to talk about, just because it has such a nice caliber, is the Vacheron Constantin Traditionnel Split Second Chronograph Ultra Thin. <laughs> Whew. That's the name for a watch, I tell you what. Yeah. So nice basically, the split seconds, you can start the chronograph and then like start it again and then the there's two seconds hands floating on top of one another right and one of them will hold position there while the other one continues and then if you click again then they'll it'll snap forward and keep following the first one so like if you're doing laps and you're and you're timing somebody doing laps it's really actually not an important complication these days because there yeah. are better ways to do it. But if you're timing someone doing laps, you'd want to like write down the time for each lap but not lose the time for all the laps together. You see? Right. So right. That, that was the idea. Um, the nice thing about split-second chronographs is that the movements tend to look super awesome because they're even more complicated than a normal chronograph. And this one, that is definitely right. true. Um, and I love that this one has a peripheral rotor. So it's not like a small rotor, like you see micro rotor on some. It's got a full rotor, but it is only on the outside. Right. I think it looks pretty gr- pretty great. I've always liked that they kind of use the... Um, why am I missing the word here? They use the column wheel to put the uh, of the chronograph. They put the logo of Vacheron Constantin on the column wheel. That is yeah. kind of funny. Um, but overall, a handsome watch. No complaints. Yeah, um, very nice. The front of the dial is a little bit silvery all the way across. I don't know if it's it's slightly uninteresting. Maybe not. Um, I do think that it was unnecessary. If you look at the dial, it has PT 950. Right. Just stamped there. It's like, this is not a platinum brick. You don't (laughs) stamp that on the dial. Right. Again, this is like the, this is like the (laughs) E-Steel. This is something that could have really been stamped on the back if you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um... What do you think about that part of it? Yeah, I think it's like... I think it looks good. I mean, it's like... You don't see it very often, so... I mean, it's not obnoxious like the E. The E was just like egregious teal colored. This thing thing looks like it's probably laser etched, very small, very fine. Um, I mean, don't even mention that E thing with this this is completely like this actually looks okay. good this is not even close to as bad <laughs> yeah. as the e yeah 
But I would have given this watch a... Maybe because the dial is a little uninteresting color-wise. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would have given it an 8.5. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just giving it an 8. It has to at least lose 0.5 for putting PT950 on the on the front of the dial. Yeah. What do you give it? Uh, I, I'd give it a 7. A I 7? think it looks nice, oh. yeah. That's even more than I gave it. Yeah. Okay. I think it looks I think it looks really good. Oh no, sorry, that's even less than I gave it. Didn't I just give it more than that? Did you? You know what? Now I'm gonna have to go back at the recording. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I remember my other grades. You know, I gave the Panerai yeah. a one, okay? Yeah. Nine point five on the Black Bay fifty eight. I don't think I care that much about this watch overall. No. No. It just feels like, like something it. that they do. I don't know that there's anything crazy new going like, on. I like it better than the the America 1921. So, Oh, yeah. Well, anything is better than that misaligned <laughs> second <laughs> subtitle. <so. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm revising my grade. Or am okay. I? Because I don't even know what the original was. I think I said okay. I gave it an 8.5, but I had to move it down to 8. Okay. Yeah, I think so that's, I, that's what I'm doing. Okay, so you like it a lot then, basically. It's still nice, and it's still with the brand and stuff, you know. Well, it's a high score, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it... I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's worth $300,000? Okay, no, but this is, I mean, <laughs> just, just, you know... If we're talking about the price, of course, like it's, we'll never afford it. I'm just talking about like the, you know, just the look of it and the brand and everything. Yeah, and I'm not like a crazy chronograph guy. Yeah, I feel like the nicest thing about chronographs is they give the watchmakers a chance to show off how good they are at movement finishing. Yeah, yeah, and this and this movement finish from what I'm seeing the pictures looks really cool, like really good. Yeah, like they, it's like super, super top tier movement finishing. I mean, they have the logo as one of the movement gears, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing that for a long time, but it never gets boring. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just their their logo just is it's, it's perfect for that type of use. Yeah. I also like it when they use it as the uh, they use it as the uh, shape for their tourbillon cages, too. Yeah. <laughs> That logo um, is just very versatile. It is. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's so out of all e. the watches, what are the release of the ones that we looked at? Because there are more releases, but there's just a lot of releases. Yeah. So, but of the ones that we looked at, which one is the release that you found? Let's say, okay, which in, did you like most personally for your own interest? And which one did you think was the most impactful, like... This is this is the right direction, or this is something crazy, or something like that. So, which one do you personally like for your own your own interest, and which one do you think is the most interesting for like watches as a whole? Okay, so my own interest, I would have to say the. Uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. The 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 Jagre Le Coutre, the uh, oh yeah, Reverso, that was yeah. just mind blowing, uh, but. Uh, that's the kind of watch I like to see in these releases. Like things, like it's like you know when you have car shows and they have concept cars, 
and that's uh-huh. like things yeah, that you'll never totally. own and things that are just like will never you know there's 10 of them right so it's like that's that's a cool thing to see mm-hmm. like it's so much leagues above like all these other watches are like iterations of you know to just look like conventional watches at the end of the day compared to that so personal interest that's a that good one. point they like had to come up with their own like unique architecture to put that thing together yeah like it's moving um, things forward kind of in a design kind of way i feel like and so mm-hmm. um the most impactful uh that's hard to say i i would have to say i mean nothing no, nothing really jumps out at me as super impactful i would say i would just say the black bay 58 just because there's so much hype around that watch it's affordable um and every new release seems to get so much it's it's so much new it's newsworthy i feel like do you find it interesting that the new releases on those like nato straps cost more than the original black bay on a, a bracelet, bracelet. yeah but also because of the they, they made the case back exhibition so yeah, but that's just a slab of sapphire. I feel like the machining that goes into the into the bracelet is probably probably yeah. costs them more overall because you have to finish all the links and everything. Yeah, but I don't know. But like you said, they might come up with it on bracelet later. So. Hmm. Okay. Now, if I were to choose here, which one is? Oh, I'm gonna add in a new category least impactful watch okay which well. one is the most <laughs> bleh i would say probably the the paddock or the uh, explorer 2 just because they're so similar and everyone like you know it, it they don't need to be watches and wonders releases i feel like <laughs> yeah it's okay like, i like that i like those choices um and that is very insightful of you, considering that you actually like the paddock, but you're still giving it that award. <laughs> well, it's just like they didn't change anything. So that would make it green, which is like green is the new whatever. And it's like everything is green now. So it's like, okay. Right. Okay, I'm giving the Bleh Award easily to Panerai. Okay. I feel like they have to win that award with their E-Steel. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> That is an embarrassing release in my mind. Um, the one that moves things forward the most, in my opinion, I'm actually giving to uh, the Black Bay, just like you said. Okay. Me, I'm doing it because they added an exhibition case back. Okay. And Tudor and Rolex are the kind of companies that they make decisions very slowly and then they do not move back from them. <laughs> So I feel like this means exhibition casebacks are going to be the standard for Tudor moving forward. I would not be surprised at all if yeah. almost everything has an exhibition caseback from now on. If that's the case, that's wonderful. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, right. So that is fantastic. If it were, if I were being brand agnostic, I would have put as a tie up in there. Uh, the tanks, assuming that the price is what I think it is. Um, just because I feel like these are the directions we need to do to like, to like grab some new people, you know? Yeah. 
I think it's okay to have something like the tanks, which have that kind of like new, a little bit kind of fashion watchy style, as long as we've also got the Vacheron Constantin split seconds being made, you know? Right, yeah. And then for the watch that I liked personally the most, like whether it be for my own drooling over for the collection type thing. Yeah. I have to say it's not any of the releases from uh from Alanganzana. Okay. Because I like those releases just as much as I like their previous stuff. Yeah. Um I have to say man, I got to give it to that reverso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That thing is awesome. In fact, it's the only square-shaped watch that might be overtaking that... Um, ooh, I don't know. You tell me which one you like better. If you were to own either one, would you <laughs> prefer this crazy Reverso? Or would you prefer the... Um, oh, what's it called? The uh, This is a throwback to a much earlier episode. The... Um, Oh, what is it called in casinos? The things that old ladies sit at. Oh, oh, that one. No, no. I'd rather have the Reverso for sure. It's just got You'd so much more class. Yeah. I might stick with this, the slot yeah. machine one <laughs> if I had to choose between those two. Since they're kind of similar form factor. But yeah. it was fun looking over all these watches with you guys. Um, for sure. A lot of new ones came out. A lot of releases. I got some of my wishes as far as uh, directions for... Um, watchmaking and i think you know now that tudor for example is doing that other companies are going to pay attention tudor put exhibition case packs on you know if we're yeah. not doing it we need to consider that yeah um but yeah we'll see you guys next week we'll continue to discuss gears springs oils watches brands all things watches and watchmaking all right see you guys later